Christmas. Far away in Bethlehem, Mary, being great with child, had no place to lie down. So Joseph found a stable in which Mary had her child. Once upon a Christmas was the birth of Jesus Christ. Once upon a Christmas in a manger far away a king was born his palace was a manger filled with hay His royal robe was swaddling cloth a halo Hello and welcome to the first day of Crapmas. Tom, it's Christmas. Hooray! Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Everybody. It's Friday, December the 25th, 2015. Oh, it's Christmas on a Friday this year. It is. I mean, Christmas is on a Friday this year. It's Friday today, as you may well hear, mate. Regular listeners know if it's a Friday... The chip van goes past, so, you know, the chip van may well make an appearance, yeah, proving indeed that it is Friday the 25th of December. Yeah, yep, and yeah, it's a chip, very, very special um, chip van run, because it's got, like, turkey stuffing and and cranberries and chips and fish. And and, uh, and mince pies, surely. Yeah, eggnog. Eggnog, yes, you can't beat a bit of eggnog. Um, did, did you get what you wanted for Christmas, mate? Did you get some good presents this morning? Yeah, yes. Really? You know what? I was amazed. I was amazed at this because, totally out of the blue, Ramrod bought me, right, and I hope you're sitting down for this, he bought me a 65-inch OLED television. Can you well, believe that? That is very nice of him. Ramrod, thank you so much for buying me that 65-inch OLED TV. Maybe Ramrod. later on, maybe later on, you can put a um, photo on our Twitter and Facebook page on this Christmas day of Ramrod presenting you with a television. Yeah, that would be yeah. good, yeah. And done on 60 Minutes With, so everyone who listens to 60 Minutes With as well can see what a generous, oh, they'll see. caring man he is. Yeah, they will see how very generous he is. Unbelievable. So yeah, I was, I was quite shocked and stunned by that. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm full of the usual turkey and um, sherry and other type of Christmassy things. Regret. <laughs> Shame. Yes. Oh, the weather's all right though, isn't it? You know, for, it's a, for, for, this is Christmas Day, and yeah, it's lovely outside. It's yeah, it's like it's almost like mid-August, really, isn't it? Yeah, you would think it's the twenty-first of August, but it's it's the twenty-fifth of December. It is, and we're here, like we said, with the first day of Christmas. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> They'll believe us if we keep saying it. Shush. It's Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day, everybody. 
<laughs> Can you believe a queen died like a couple of months ago? I couldn't. I'm still. I still. Well, keep, I still going into shock that that happened. By a toilet, covered in coke. <laughs> Ten inch dildo up her ass. Jesus, I who know. would have funk it? Well, it, it was. I think it was the fact that Camilla announced that she was um, pregnant with triplets, sort of sent her over the edge. She yeah, just... and like one of them, it was like two were human babies, and one it was going to be a tiger cub. I don't even know how that works. <laughs> Weird. Oh, what a way we to can, end. We, yeah, we can talk about other um, other news stories that've been going on um, this year. We can as we as we do each film, can't we? We could too. Yeah, but I think that's definitely the the biggie that's happened recently. Yeah, between you know. Yeah. Went on a huge bender. And, uh, that was it, yeah. She couldn't face doing um, the speech today, the live speech today, so unfortunately... Well, she, record, she recorded that thing on, on her phone, though, that they're, they're talking about putting on BBC at three o'clock. Well, but it was it's, either that, it's, wasn't it's, it? It's the language of nudity that's causing a problem. She had a she had a digit up there, and I don't know if they'll show that. I don't know. What, yeah, maybe not. But yeah. it, it's either the choice of that or Philip doing it live, and yeah, you, although you don't want him doing anything live, do you? To be honest, you know, a woman that age, you know, fingering herself on TV—that's like the dream come true for you, isn't it? So. <laughs> that's one of my usual go-to Pornhub channels. There, <laughs> <laughs> in a phone. You don't see it in a phone often, do you? No, God, no. It's a it's an antic, antic bonus. Actually, not the phone she was found dead by. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, yes, listeners, we hope you had a good Christmas day, almost as good as we did. Um, so what we're doing, we're, we're doing these sort of bite-sized shows. All we're going to do is we're going to we, we pick a crap film and we're going to talk about it. We're going to uh, warn you about it so you don't have to go through the pain that we do. Mm. Yeah, so this we're again, we're doing a service for you and we're going to be releasing these one every day over the 12 days. So hence why it's called the 12 Days of Crampmas. So um, yeah, you're going to be getting one of these, hitting your uh, iTunes subscription or however you listen to us between now uh, and the last one's Tuesday, January the 5th, 2016. Mm. So yeah, get ready. Something to keep you going over the Christmas holidays. A nice little, little tasty morsel for your ears over the Christmas period. Indeed. Yes. And we begin with... Um, well, 12 days, 12 movies, uh, we decided we were going to pick six each, so we started off with one of my choices, which is from 1982, and it's called Naked Campus. Uh, it's currently a 4.8 on IMDb. Fucking generous IMDb users. <laughs> that must be Christmas with that fucking... <laughs> That's from 30 users. Um, it, 30. It was written, directed and produced by Robert E. Morris. Now then, I'm sure everybody will know um, Robert E. Morris um, from his prolific career, um, because on top of Naked Campus, which he wrote, directed, and, and produced, he did um, bugger all else, really. This is the only one that he's ever done. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I can't think why. I, yeah. don't, I can't think why it all dried up for him after this. Yeah, this is, this is his masterpiece that he wanted to get out there. <laughs> so, but yeah, the thing is, though, it probably was by the way this film goes. He probably thought that this was would have been something like to be proud of. Yeah, maybe so. I got that vibe from it. Yeah, we should get him on a in conversation with the episode. No, I just like I just spend the whole thing running him down. <laughs> right, the box art. Yeah, we'll bring you back the box art for these series of shows. Um, 
again, this is for, you know, when you're perusing whatever DVD store that you're in, what to avoid, how easily to find it and walk the opposite way. So it's got, it's, the whole colour scheme of it is, I would, I would describe it as that sort of baby, baby sick colour. <laughs> that horrible sort of yellowy, browny, pukey kind of mess. Um, it's got the three, and we'll go into the synopsis in a minute, I'll read that from the back, but it's got three young college boys on the front. <laughs> um, and then it, it, as we scroll to the bottom, there's a couple of pictures of them, one of them topless, this happens a lot throughout the movie. Um, yeah, and, and just naked campus in a really shit font on the front. Uh, and it says, the, the tagline is, they graduated, now the real party begins. So, let's have a read of the blurb on the back. This is what sells it. I mean, this is a true representation of the film as well, isn't it, Tom? What it says on the back. Mm. Mm-hmm. Naked Campus is a contemporary story concerning three young, young men pursuing their goals after, after college. It deals with their struggles in the working world, their relationships with women in, the, in their lives, the struggles in the... Hold on, I can't read this... <laughs> They've printed it. They've printed it over, over half of a picture. Hold on. It deals I, with. I, I would read you mine, but I can't. Well, we will go into that at the end because there is a good story happened. about your DVD um, that cost uh, a very expensive twenty-nine pence. I'll give you a bet. <laughs> it deals with their struggles in the in their working world, their relationships with the women in their lives, and the complexities of their changing attitudes towards each other. At times, it is funny and prankish. At other times it is rough and tumble, and on occasion it is sad and heartwarming. In short, it deals with all those aspects that are of great interest to the thousands of people in their twenties and early thirties. Life and death, love and pain, and the true meaning of friendship. If you want to become involved in the story of today's ever-changing world, Naked Campus is a must-see. For fuck's sake. There you go. I mean, we don't need to record anything else, Tom. We can just leave it with the listeners right there because that sums the movie up in a nutshell. Directors and writers crawling up their own ass. <laughs> Delusional. Delusion. We, we should... Let's point out right from the start, mate. Okay. So it's about these three young college graduates. <laughs> played, yeah. played by men. I don't know. They... they one of them at least stands a good chance that he could get if if he applied for a free bus pass he would get it <laughs> not the student kind not the student kind no. he, well he's, he's essentially he's charles bronson isn't he he is charles he a bit yeah. like charles bronson yeah circus sort of late 80s charles bronson yeah. yeah charles bronson running a kebab van <laughs> there is now i've described him for the want of like taking the listeners through the story as tash that's obviously Charlie, Charlie Bronson, Tash, Jock, because you got the big muscly Jock, yeah, and SWAT, because he's a SWATty guy. Is the other one, isn't he? He thinks he's really clever. So Tash, Jock, and SWAT is how yeah. we'll refer to these characters. Um, they are in the film. There's Mike, John, and Greg. Right. And before we go into the film, I should uh, mention that this film runs for one hour and forty-three minutes, which I was cursing you about. I was just, I was hoping for eighty. <laughs> I think after it started, you were hoping for like about thirty, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. It does. It does kind of drag a little bit, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it does start though. Um, if you're going to see anything to do with this movie, the very first shot of the film, where it gives the the title sequence, is just a shot of them 
um, with they've got the cap on the graduation cap on and they're leaning against the car and Jock has just got this incredibly short pair of shorts on sort of red satin mm. early 80s shorts which is quite disturbing really especially the pose that he's, he's pulling <laughs> um, and it goes through the it goes through like the time period doesn't it part way through the film it'll come up it starts off in June so it'll come up June and then you'll get everything happening and then it'll come up you know like a few months later as what's gone on I'm going to bring something up for you because this happens a lot during the movie mate did you notice the amount of times that you would get the audio from one scene but it was played over something really boring where you think what ha- what happened to that scene did they you know forget to take the lens cap off or <laughs> something like because there's loads of instances where it's <laughs> a scene that they filmed but they don't use the video from it they just use the audio and they think oh shit shit we've lost the video we need to show something and it's like some it's one of them you just see like SWAT walking down a train track and there's this audio going on from I think it's all three of them are in the house or somewhere like that but it happens loads through it yeah I'm pretty willing to bet there was some sort of camera fuck up and they didn't know about it yeah there must be I'd like to think it's the lens cap like you say though because they do seem pretty incompetent (laughs) were you not astonished by the cinematography or oh come on two minutes it's in and you can see a boom mic shadow <laughs> it's the star of the whole movie you're going to see a boom mic shadow <laughs> you're going to see inside three minutes and it's Jock You see, Jock, he's not the star of the movie, don't get me wrong he's um, at this point of the, of the movie, he's a limo driver so he's a big buff one and he's talking to this girl and this drunk staggers up to them asking for some Thunderbird now I think that drunk is the star of the film Oh yeah, they could have quite easily ended it after three minutes and just like gone out on a high for me with that one. Yeah, and and Jock, by the way, isn't even in college. He's not, is he? He's he the... graduated like a previous year, and he's the youngest looking one out of all three of them. <laughs> Do you think the other two have been like kept being held behind a year for about twenty or thirty odd years, and they Passing finally held back about thirty years? <laughs> he's, only, he's only been he's only let them graduate because he's got six months left to live. So. <laughs> That's it. And they do. There does seem to be some sort of propensity for them to all appear just in shorts a lot, all the way through the movie as well, for some weird reason. Yeah, you can see a lot of varicose veins on there. Yeah. Yeah, do you think they just like moved the Zimmer frame out of shot, film it quick, <laughs> before they falls over and then got it back again? He looks a fucking state. That, uh, you gave me a timestamp to keep an eye out for, which is 12 minutes, 9 seconds, and it's a uh, swat and jock. It's what on Tash are we posing for a photograph in like their uh, graduation hats? Mm-hmm. And God, they look so fucking old. <laughs> that was my my note was in capitals. How old are they? Yeah. And we should have looked on IMDb just to see how old we could get an age. Yeah, because it was made in what eighty two. So. I'm just on IMDb now, so... Okay, you're on now. Yeah, it just says nothing about them whatsoever. <laughs> it doesn't give an age or anything. You it's mean they just... didn't do another film? What um, well, Greg didn't. Did John, who's the... Oh, no, John did, who's, if I remember rightly... Is he the jock? I can't remember the proper names. He, yeah, he's done quite a few. And um, Mike, I think Mike was SWAT. No, he just... So two out of the three, this, was, this is their only movie. Yeah. Um... One point um, early in the film, um, Jock approaches a girl in the shower. 
He does. And he's wearing his shorts in the shower. And then a boyfriend shows up, a big hench black guy, and he's wearing shorts in the shower. What? <laughs> yeah, and yet the girl in the shower is naked. Yep. Yeah. Typical. What, yeah. What, did you want to see a bit of witch? Is that why you wanted him like, without shorts, though? <laughs> <laughs> Just want to see some junk in season. <laughs> And he's, not really, and he's not really naked. It's all like topless. Yeah. Occasionally topless campus. Yeah. And there's no campus. Yeah. So it, I don't know. <laughs> so that's the title out the window straight away. Naked campus. So it should topless be called nothing. what? <laughs> <laughs> topless. Topless apartments. Because that's where they are a lot. Topless shite. Yeah. <laughs> there is. Um, because after the graduation, there's a, like a, a post-graduation party. Now, I don't oh. know if you noticed, mate, there was a dancing, what? there was a guy dancing in it that rivaled the dancing that we saw in Shotgun. There was some extras dancing, but I just thought that was a retirement home, sort of like social. Because mm. it was just full of old people. It was. Are they supposed to be students? <laughs> um, and this is at the point as well that SWAT, um, he goes through some bad news because his girlfriend breaks up with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that was awful. Um, SWAT's dad. This is something that I texted you. Um, it's it's quite remarkable because SWAT's dad is Rasputin. <laughs> yeah, but Mad Monk. Yeah, which is crazy. I, I was hoping that sort of storyline would go off onto more of an angle, really. You know, and the... it goes off to pillage a town or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, that would have made it a lot more interesting. Instead, it just seems that Rasputin now runs a dodgy restaurant. Yeah, um, there was. Um, I'm jumping ahead, but there was one line. Um, obviously, because SWAT is working at a restaurant. For his dad, um, and his and Rasputin says to him, "You don't want to wake up fifty years old and be running the wine shop. So you, you don't want to wake up in five years' time and be running the wine shop." <laughs> <laughs> He's got a short window to make it for himself, <laughs> post college or else. <laughs> post college, <Yeah>. pre-retirement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teddy Ick. <laughs> um, so they all, all three of them get a place together. Yeah. Which involves much hijinks. And laughing. Oh but, yeah. Yeah, it's it's it was almost like Animal House by now. You'd think, wouldn't it? The, the crazy parties that goes on. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Just another note about um, SWAT working in Rasputin, his dad Rasputin shop. He said that he worked for his dad to help pay for his mum's hospital bills. That makes no sense. Why didn't his dad just pay for the hospital bills for his <laughs> wife? <laughs> makes absolutely no sense. Oh, like oh, oh, we'll pay the hospital bills, but. Only if you work here. No! She's dying! Hospital <laughs> <laughs> bills, you fucking bad punk. <laughs> Maybe this was after Rasputin had been poisoned and his brain wasn't working properly, and that's why his yeah. his thought process was all over the place. Anyway, carry on. Um, yeah, what happens, what happens now? Well, uh, yeah, he works at his dad's restaurant. Bad relationship. Rasputin and Swap. They don't get on, do they? Um, no, he, Rasputin wants to listen to Frank Sinatra, Swat wants to listen to generic shit. Right. Because he wants to be a DJ. Let's get this right, Swat wants to be a DJ. Oh, the DJ thing, Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, by this point, Jock has lost his uh, limo job. He's now working at a garage uh, owned by a really old guy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And he comes out, this girl stops at the garage, and um, he, he comes up with a great line of, I'd love to look at your muffler. You should next time you're in a garage anywhere, Tom. That's that's something to try. And always remember to say "lert" at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Although to be honest, there wasn't much difference in it. Mm-mm. But yeah, the guy who who he works for is like old man time. 
He is really. He is in really a film old. full of old people. <laughs> For him to stand out as old. That gives yeah. an idea to you, listener, how incredibly old this guy must be. Um, and again, it, there's another shot of them, all three at home. Again, they're all in the shorts. Um, topless. Topless, yeah. This, this, I think this is a movie for the ladies, really, because, you know, they're always getting the tops off. Um, and one of Jock's one-night shags walks in, topless. Um, and the others just sort of giggle a little bit. Bruce. Uh, <laughs> um, Swat quits his job from Father Rasputin's restaurant. Uh, he does this... In, a, uh, in one of those, those voiceover scenes, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah this could be the one. Definitely, I think. But you, yeah, you see him walking along the train track, and it's like it's the scene with his dad in the restaurant, and going, oh, "I quit this job," and all that. But you don't see it happening again. Lens yeah. cap. Remember to definitely, take it off. Definitely. A key scene like that. So I'm assuming the hospital bills for his mum will not be paid. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got the money, Dad. No, that's not how I want to do it. No, it's my way or it's not at all. <laughs> you can't reason with me at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you can't do this. Fucking <laughs> okay, um, hell. Jock is fired from the garage because obviously, you know, there's, he's been looking at too many mufflers. Yeah. Um. And then we have the heart-wrenching moment, mate, and I'm sure you reached for the tissues when Swat's mum died and that there was the funeral. Yep, died because he quit, <laughs> he wouldn't, he quit his job and he couldn't pay us. That was it. It's your fault your mother died. You quit your job. Rasputin dad just stood there with his arms holding. Nope, not paying him. No way. That's it. He, he knew the score. Just going to invest that money in stocks. <laughs> uh, so Swat tells dad he wants to be a DJ. Yeah. Uh, he wears now. This was a thing at the time. He wears uh, a T-shirt saying, "DJs do it on the air." Yeah. I don't no, know if you I, remember that was, time when yeah, everybody had. A, I think my brother might have had a book, and it's like was just every page was a different one. So and so. Podcasters do it on the Skype. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasters do it for free. You Witnesses can't... do it in front of a mirror. <laughs> Nice reference to All the Way Back Last August, yeah, mate, yeah, from, the, yeah, yeah, from yeah. The, the Raw Deal show. That was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, well remembered, I thought. Yeah, very good. You've, you've got a fantastic memory, my friend. It's Christmas Day. <laughs> it is. And I'm having a damn good Christmas. I don't want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's at this point they were all having a walk outside and they pass a health club. So... Yeah, this is like, it wasn't a health club, but... Well, they said they've done this before, didn't they? Yeah. And they sort of dress up like masseuses. Mas- yeah, masseuses. Masseurs. Masseurs, yeah, probably masseurs. Uh, but there's a scene where they're looking at these naked girls who are about to get on the um, massage uh, tables through blinds that are pretty open. And there's like three times in the scene where the women make eye contact with the blokes, look straight at them, and then they have to pretend they haven't seen them. Mm. And like, how thick are these women supposed to be? Because like... They don't even look who's giving a massage. Dave, have you ever had a massage, like a professional massage? Uh, no, I haven't, no. Okay, let, uh, hypothetically then, if you did, and you put your you lay down on the table, you were to- instructed, oh, go into room two, what yes. have you, lie down on the table, and then um, someone will be in in five minutes. And then someone walks in, would you look at them? You would, wouldn't you? Yeah, these girls do not, for the, you know, literally... One of them pulls the towel down of their ass and squeezes it. It's like, <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a massage or not. 
but they're Greek. Maybe it's like a European thing. Yeah. But during that, where they're, they're spying on them through the blatantly open blinds, um, this is when Jock explains to Tash and Swat that he shagged one of them the previous weekend. One of, yes. the, one of the girls. And it just yeah. happened to be the one that he starts giving the massage to. Because they, like you said, these three naked women go in, lie down, in come the three guys, start massaging them. The one that Jock said he shagged starts telling her friends, oh, let me tell you about last weekend. And this really shit shag that I had. <laughs> that was over in 60 seconds. Um, Jock, obviously, is not, he's not very happy at this, is he? Um, Beats up. Yeah, he comes out. He, he, get, he gets. <laughs> he, she turns over and sees at him, and then he 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 starts stripping off and says, "Now you're going to see the real whale." The real what? whale. What? Why would you refer to your penis as a whale? I don't know. I've never heard it called that before. And you know, obviously, he's like, "This is possibly against the law." You know, it's indecent exposure, but that's. <laughs> And then I don't think Jock cares, to be honest. No, I don't think he does. I think Jock's the type. It's just anything, anything with a hole is there, isn't he? He doesn't care. Um, SWAT. He gets a job at KVTC radio station, a country and western yep. uh, radio station run by a guy called Vic. Now Vic wears a, a fantastic jacket, and for any Kiss fans out there, you'll get this this reference because I put down Tom that Vic's jacket is something that Paul Stanley would have turned down during the Asylum era. <laughs> That's how bad it was. He wouldn't have worn it for the Asylum tour. It was just... It's like a shocking, sparkly pink jacket. It's pretty loud, pretty loud. Very loud. Um, so Tash signs a one-year contract with the radio station. Um, sort of no, a, SWAT. Uh, SWAT, sorry. Uh, and he can play anything. He's like playing. He's sort of a station manager, isn't he? He's been given yeah. the, the role. I did it? notice um, when he's in the office of the um, of the uh, Vic that there's a poster of of Oak Ridge Boys in the background. Ooh, which I was thrilled at. Um, but also, uh, just on a tangent, my notes here now drop off. <laughs> <laughs> the last of which should being nothing of notice happening. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll talk you through it. I'll jog I'll your close. memory, my friend. Yeah. Are you ready? Um, because Tash gets married. Um, Jock and Swat do a coin flip for who's going to be best man. No, wait. T- Tash was the one who had the girlfriend the whole time. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, he gets married. Jock's the best man. Um, Jock is then told he has to sing a, a song at the start of the ceremony. Oh, yeah. This is weird. Yeah, that was, was pretty weird. Um, because he sings Here Comes the Bride again in this weird voiceover section. Yeah, that's, got, that's the one that like really like struck me. He's like, well, you know, showing this. Yeah. They couldn't. Maybe that was because they couldn't get um, um, permission to film in a church. Maybe so, and they just. It, maybe well, I'm not watching this fucking thing again. But maybe if you watch back at it and you see where these scenes are supposed to take place, no, that makes no sense because one of them was with him quitting, and they already had scenes in a restaurant. So. Yeah, yeah. So, or maybe no, okay, that's not that. Maybe they only had permission to film in the restaurant for one evening, and that evening are gone. Who knows? Yeah, well, yeah. Myth, Mythbuster. Yeah, oh, yeah. we need to know that. The mysteries that this film is throwing up already, Tom. Yeah, why was it made? Was <laughs> it's the first, first and only one that anybody <laughs> needs to know. How did it get made? Yes, why did it? Why did it get made? Um, yeah, so after the wedding, they for some reason, Jock picks up his, the old guy garage owner that had previously fired him f- to come on this post-wedding boat trip. Why did he? Why did he ask his 
old boss. I've got like no idea why they did that because then they get on the boat and they get pissed together. Yeah, yeah. What about? Or when we get that guy who, like who's like barely alive who fired me to come yeah. on this like wedding party on a boat? Yeah. Do they really have? Because my one of my points has been bring up these guys have no other friends. It doesn't. Like, no, it didn't seem uh, that way. Is that like is that as desperate it gets? Like they have to bring just to make up the numbers. Oh, yeah, there's that guy that fired me. He was nice to me once before he fired me. <laughs> I'm lonely. Close to sing to a friend he has. <laughs> Please come and drink with us. <laughs> um, then one of the the titles come up. We now move to October, um, and SWAT gets a live band playing in the radio station. He signs oh. them up to um, a four month exclusive contract. And of course, by now, with the country and western That's music shit. has gone, this is some sort of. Well, they're supposed to be playing jazz rock, but I think oh, you, yeah. Fucking shit. What are they called? Quintessence. Yeah, that's it. Quintessence. Cunts. <laughs> Fucking hate that sort of shit. Quintessence. So deep. Oh, it is so deep. And they play deep music. Deep what jazz. is this film even meant to be, anyway? It's like, it's, you know, it's trying to do like the Porky style, you know, uh, naughty comedy. But then it's trying to be like really deep and about friendship and have like jazz fusion bands called Quintessence playing and stuff. Like, what is this film meant to be? Really, settle on something. <laughs> or don't, because whatever you settle on will be shit. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's the ultimate look at life, Tom, and what it means to be alive. That's what Naked Campus is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just just flatline silence. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, the jazz band gets very popular. Fuck knows how. But by now, Tash, if you remember, he's the one that got married. Mm. Um, he he hits the bottle big time, loses the plot. Yeah, yeah. Um, cuts... He doesn't get too drunk though because his tash absorbs most of the alcohol. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it. And then it moves to December. Um, oh, the month we're in now. The month, yes, of course, the Christmas month that we're in now. Um, and <laughs> because it is Christmas Day today. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. Pause this. Pour yourself another sherry. Have a mince pie. Then come back to us. Um, Tash and SWAT's dad it's New Year's Eve they do a New Year's Eve speech saying how much they love their sons how much they've supported them all the way through um, SWAT calls bullshit on this he, he faces off with Rasputin and saying you never supported me big argument ensues um, which ends with Tash and SWAT fighting yeah, that's dramatic. Also, the New Year's Happy New Year sign was shite. It was pretty bad, mate. Like literally drawn by a two-year-old <laughs> crayon. Yeah. Scrawlings of a drooling infant. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> much like the direction of this film. <laughs> yeah, the script was pretty much. <laughs> and the acting, <laughs> and the editing, and the lighting. It was oh, the same light, two-year-old. Yeah, God, like it's like one poorly lit scene after another. Oh yeah. There was like scenes near the start where I couldn't see what was happening. Because it was so poorly lit, it was like at night. It was like what? Yeah, I think they did have one light for most of the scenes, and it was like, right, stay still, don't move, stand there. It's the new light we've got. That's a pocket torch. It was. Um, Tash, like we said, it's a hit. You know, he's hit bad times. He's drinking. Um, things just spiral out of control because he's, then he has a fight with his wife. Mm. Um, things get thrown. Fists get thrown. Um, Jock luckily appears in time to break it up. Um, SWAT calls around to Tash's house. Do, 
you know, offer the hand of friendship. Because again, Tom, this is what this film's about. Lessons in life. Um, it's a mess. He's unemployed. He's still drinking. He doesn't want any help whatsoever. Um, then Jock calls in on Tash. <laughs> They're all calling in on him to help him to pick up um, his his wife's things. Or by now, what would be his ex-wife, because they're going to um, split up. And he says she's got a broken arm. So the fight that they they had, Tash broke his wife's arm, mate. Yeah, you um you would have you would have seen it happen, but they did it as a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> it was just Tash walking across a train track, and he had a crack. An <laughs> <laughs> <That> arm break. <laughs> Couldn't film that either. Uh, so then we go back to the radio station and SWAT. Now SWAT's girl is the quintessence um, agent. And she doesn't renew the exclusive um, contract that they've got at that radio station. She signs them up to a rival radio station, which, of course, doesn't go down well with with SWAT. Um, now, this is a nasty scene because you remember at the start when SWAT goes in to see Vic, the you know the guy with the Kiss Asylum jacket on, um, and the guy asks him, you know, have you got any experience or anything? And he says, well, I've got, I think it was three years' experience at, was it college radio or something like that? Yeah, he um, a... you know, he was given the chance. You know, he was, a, he was a no hoper, but he was given the chance. So this guy comes in off the streets, wanting the same chance. He wants to be a DJ, and he's he's got his demo tape with him. Um, SWAT just like rips him a new one. Got no time for him whatsoever. Even to the point of pulling his tape apart. Yeah, very harsh. What a it, Maybe just eradicating any chance of him being a friend because he's got his two friends. <laughs> so he doesn't need any more. No. And this poor lad, you hear him meekly as he walks out the window. Uh, Thanks a lot for your time. It's still really nice. If that guy had done it to me, I'd have been strangling him with the tape that he'd ripped apart, the bastard. Uh, SWAT quits. He he just quits. Quits his dream, mate. How can you do that? Um, This is is where... (laughs) This is where... There is lots more... um, the score of this film, if you watch any zero-budget American daytime soap, hmm. it's that type of music all the way through, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, so then SWAT, because he's now quit the radio station, he's driving around. He sees three young college kids reminding himself of of himself and, and Jock and Tash just 12 months earlier as those three young kids... <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, all that time ago. All that time ago, when they look just like these three young kids, he's watching it now, uh, and he sort of jogs him too. You know, this we were friends once. You know, how did it get to this? How did we all get split up so much? And there's a flashback to the three of them in their youth, <laughs> which yeah. which involved like Jock brushing his hair forward into a fringe, um, <laughs> and Tash trying to hide his Tash. And they, they just looked absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and then it jumps to April, and they're at uh, an airport, because because Tash has got himself back on track, uh, and he's going to fly to New York. Now I didn't know, mate, back in 1982 when this was made, that in airports in America, you waited outside, and the plane was on the other side of just a, a little brick wall, and you waited for the stewardesses to open a set of iron gates and and let you onto the plane. Security wasn't quite the same as it is now. It's medieval airport. Yeah, I'm a wall. Isn't this this, this safe? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And they're just so... And then I was thinking, I thought, what if it's like the middle of winter and it's 
pissing down and that and it's just these really shitty seats that they're waiting all on the concrete and you do see all the other passengers and they're all sort of having a fag near this wall where planes are being fueled up for fuck's sake (laughs) it's like you took your life into your hands going to an airport back in the early 80s oh my god um so they, yeah, they've made up and they say their goodbyes, but it's not over because Tash gets onto the plane. Yeah, I was hoping it would be over. But... You, you'd still got a couple of minutes to go, mate. It may have seemed like a couple of hours still to go, but there's only a couple of minutes because SWAT and Jock disappear and they come back with two stewardesses. They are dressed as stewards. They get onto the plane and it finishes as as it should do with a voiceover that they've got the mic at the front of the plane and start sort of giving um, giving Tash a bit of shit on the on the the aeroplane radio. I was hoping the plane was going to explode, but no. That would have been good. That was was missing, mate. You know the big eighties explosion, and it could have been the plane. They didn't even need to show it. They could just do it as an explosion over. <laughs> yes. Like the credits. Yeah, they could have just seen one of those a late passenger waiting to go onto the plane, finishing their fag, and then dropping it into you know a bit of bit of the fuel that's dripped down and bang goes the plane yep it's like oh this film man <laughs> so you didn't learn any sort of life lessons from it or anything heartwarming you how not to make a film <laughs> this is Love truly that. awful now I had seen it once before and this is why I thought I will pick it for the first day of crapmas because I knew it really was a a solid gold piece of crap <laughs> So, listeners, it's just like I don't understand why it was made. Like, like fundamentally, do not get what they thought they were trying to do, say with this. Because you can have films which has that broad sort of porky's comedy, but have something serious happen in it, like The Last American Virgin. You can do that. This was like it was nothing. You know, there was nothing interesting in the dramatic storylines, nothing funny in the comedy bits, and you know, it's just like. There's like three people in it for most of it, with a bunch of sort of like odd, like other characters, you know, like smaller characters. But it's just like I, I fucking hated it. It was so fucking dull. It is truly nothing horrendous. really happens. It doesn't. Nothing happens. It is. It is really slow you know, and boring. And you know that. Um, have you heard of that um, film? And um, I probably would have brought it up um, on the podcast before. Um, Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. Um, where the joke is it's like set in 1981 and the film is there running a, a summer camp and all the, the teenagers, the 16 year old teenagers are being played by 20 people in their 20s and like um, early 30s and then they did a prequel which was on Netflix which was um, the first day of camp which is like obviously it's 15 years after a film came out now all the same actors are in their 40s and they're still playing 16 year olds it must have been films like this where they got the idea from <laughs> Where these people, students are older than me and probably older than you. <laughs> That's going some. It is. Especially Tash. It's oh. Charles Bronson. Yeah, Tash. So, Tash. How, the, how Tash got cast, I have got no well, idea. You'll, you'll see Tash on the cover of a DVD. It's like the, the car or whatever it is they're sitting on. He's just like propped up on it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we're, we're doing people a Christmas service here and, you know that they don't have to waste you know, like a, an hour and three quarters of their lives on this. We do it for them and then warn them about it. Yeah. You think, yeah, we're, you know, we're almost like Santa's little helpers right here now. We're doing, you know, a, 
in the Christmas spirit and telling people it's a nice little present for people to start off with. Avoid yeah. at all costs, naked campers. Yeah. Um, even even if you see it like you did, Dave, for twenty nine p. Yeah. That twenty nine p could be used to buy a refresher bar, <laughs> or a or a, a very small amount, I assume, of penny sweets now. I probably can't get much of that. Yeah. Or you know, God, can you get no a stamp more than twenty nine p now? But um, or anything. Or um, if you put another penny towards it, I think you can get the I newspaper. Yeah. For I think that's thirty p. Any of those. Yeah. Or you could get the twenty nine p and like stuff it as far as you can right up into your nostrils, and that would be less painful than watching this. <laughs> yes. Well. I I yeah. As I said, I don't have a, the case any but the film anymore. You don't, do you? It's. Uh, would you like to tell the listeners what happened? Because I saw it, um, just so everybody's quite clear on this, after myself and Tom watched it um, at the same time. And I, when it finished, I got a series of videos from from your good yeah, self, Tom. I would think you... it went something along the lines of, I threw it out of the house, I threw it in a pedal bin, um, I smashed it with a hammer, and then I pissed on it. <laughs> it was literally in the toilet as Tom peed on it. Actual... Authentic Tom Urine. <laughs> well, it was worth a clean-up job, and then I threw it in the wheelie bin. Yeah, and it's gone. I was, yeah, I kept thinking of doing another video with it when it was still in the wheelie bin of me just opening the lid and punching. The <laughs> <laughs> it was still on the top, <laughs> punching it like I hadn't forgotten. Oh no! So there we are. Let's see. Yeah, the the first day of Christmas done. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So and of course we will be back tomorrow, Boxing Day. You got anything planned for Boxing Day, mate? I normally go and visit relatives on Boxing Day, but I'll, I'll find time to record a live podcast if you. Yeah, we'll uh, squeeze it in before you have to go there. Yeah, and we can talk about what else has happened in the world uh, in the world of entertainment and news um, yeah. in the year as well. Yeah, I look back at particularly in the months between August and December. Yes, yeah, because they're, they're they were the, the crazy months as they've been known now. Yeah, the crazy months as the news <laughs> kept on calling them. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I don't know about you, mate, but now I'm going to spend uh, Christmas evening, I'm going to put my feet up, I'm going to pour myself a nice stiff drink, uh, and I'm going to sit back in front of that 65-inch OLED that Ramrod bought me for Christmas. How about that one? Very nice, yeah. very nice. Yeah, so, yeah, you have you have a good uh, Christmas evening, mate, what's left of it, and thank you for, uh, you know, taking the time to, to join me this evening on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day... This is what we do for you, listeners. We don't care what you know, what day it is, what time it is. We, we put ourselves out there. It's Christmas. <laughs> Christmas Day. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks for listening, listeners. We'll be back tomorrow, Boxing Day. So, cheerio. Say goodbye, Tom. Oh, bye. Sorry, I was. <laughs> I was the Christmas spirit was. Um, that was uh, it. You were. You were just getting another mince pie, then, weren't you? Yes, a mince pie at you, Christmas. You bastard. <laughs> Yum. Mom. Um.